0: Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat.
1: Hey, all Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chats. where We talk about everything safety, a little bit of organizational behavior, a little bit of leadership, and a whole lot of safety management systems. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit about our blind spots. When I used to teach he is bail uh, at IBAC, we would talk about blind spots in the organization, but it was more from the angle of unwilling blind spots. The case where an organization may be cruising along, you know, trying to do everything right, but there's a high ops tempo and they get really dialed into producing and not out of a want to not be safe, but things just fall by the wayside. Maybe some certain programs, some controls that were in place, things fall by the wayside in the name of efficiency. And it's not, like I said, intentional, but it happens. When we talk about in classes, a chance for the organization to reset and hit pause, take a look at what they're doing, compare it against to what they should be doing, and that was the idea of the internal evaluation, to say, look, are we, are we missing anything? Have we developed blind spots? And it happens in even the best of organizations, in my opinion, that... You just get these blind spots. On the on the converse though, is this idea of willful blindness. And that term actually is the title of the book that I'm currently reading by Dr. Margaret Heffman. She she starts off in the book, I mean, talking about how we, as individual humans, can develop blind spots, so to speak, willfully, whether it be trying to avoid pain, uh, trying to avoid uncomfortable conversations, conflict, aversion to conflict, even uh, being in love with somebody, can you can create a willful blind spot. But she also talks about organizations, and that's that's where I get really interested is when we talk about organizational blind spots, specifically willful blindness. Unlike the blind spots I was talking about earlier that I used to teach about, these are blind spots in the organization that the organization knows it's there. They just don't want it to be there. They want to ignore it. They want to be blind to it. And that's kind of scary when you think about it. And when we look at what Dr. Heffernan says, she, she talks about the fact that the organizations especially that are really dialed into the status quo, that they're averse to change, are really in danger of developing these willful blind spots. So, so it's a case of an organization knowing that it can do something better, knowing that it is exposing itself in, in the realm of safety, knowing that it's exposing itself to a threat, but they are averse to the change because it's going to require a lot of work, effort, a of resources, or at the deeper level, it's just going to disrupt this homeostasis, if you will. It's going to disrupt their warm and fuzzy place. And I, I think we've all seen organizations like this. And and she, she goes further to say organizations in this spot, especially workers, they know the right thing to do. But at the same time, the status quo is saying, that this is going to be done otherwise creates what's called cognitive dissonance. So it's kind of this battle in your head about what to do, uh, what the worker should do, what the organization should do, versus maintaining the status quo. She, She states in the book, and I found this really interesting, that when organizations have a passion for status quo, when organizations really don't want to change, they, they like what they're doing. You may have heard of You've always done it this way. And they have an aversion to conflict. So that kind of gets into the fact that they don't want to change because that's going to create conflict. Because they know if you start changing things, all change comes with some conflict of some sort. Because in, inevitably, you know, people are going to be affected Um, People may have to do something different. Their job's going to have to change. So you have this situation where you have an organization that really has a passion for the status quo, is really averse to conflict, which leads to this idea of casting a blind eye or willful blindness. And this is very scary, especially when leadership is really entrenched in status quo and really averse to conflict. So you may have individuals that recognize the need for change, and and we've seen this like in in safety management. They recognize the need for control or they recognize the need for a new program or they recognize the need for something to increase the level of safety, and they basically don't do anything. They don't say anything about it because they know the power of status quo in the organization, so they themselves, the workers now, start casting a blind eye, if you will, or creating a blind spot to a problem. They either live with it, deal with it, or they leave the organization. Those are really kind of the only two choices. Generally speaking, leaders want to know what's going on in the organization. They want to know what could go wrong. or They want to know what they could be facing. But here comes this cognitive dissonance. They don't want to know because they don't, they're averse to change and they want to keep the status quo because they know to address what needs to be done is going to create change. They're averse to change, they're averse to conflict. And next thing you know, they take the most efficient route, the easiest route, and end up. Just kind of staying with the status quo. Because it's easier to stay with the status quo, right? It is easier just to keep going the way things are going. And especially if you have the mindset, well, nothing's happened yet. And we all know what that mindset gets you. So you have these leaders that they are averse to change. And they are afraid of conflict. It really prevents the followers from having a voice. So so it creates a situation where people cannot speak up. Or people can't say that something's wrong. Um, when leaders are averse to change and they want to maintain the status quo, even though they may know deep down that something needs to change in their leadership style, they're going to create an environment where people are not going to want to speak up. And in in some behavioral and organizational behavior terms, that's called psychological safety. They don't people don't feel safe to express themselves. They don't feel safe to bring up problems because of the fact that leadership has created the atmosphere where we are going to maintain the status quo. And that, my friends, is heartbreaking, in a sense, because a good leader, good leadership, should embrace input. And that's the whole idea of safety management, right? It's the idea that this you have this formalized system that's bringing in information from these very people that are doing the job, from these very people out there in the front line. And from this information, the leadership in the organization is supposed to learn and understand what needs to be done, what needs to be done to make the system safer, To what needs to be done to protect the organization, its people, its assets from these threats that have been identified. And when they may even see this in the data, but they realize that it's going to take a massive change, it's going to take a big change in the way they do something, then they shut down and say, no, we're just going to maintain the status quo. And that, that is a battle I think maybe a lot of us have faced as safety leaders that we have seen where we have presented the case for something that needed to be done. We presented the case for something that needed to be changed. And when we take it to leadership, they kind of brush it off because it's not saying that it's a bad idea. It is that aversion to change. It is that aversion to disrupting the status quo. How do we how do we change that? That's a that's a great question. That's a really good question. And I think a lot of it is steeped in the leadership and the leadership style, the leadership style, especially the ones that are authoritarian, the ones that are very much, you know, you do this and don't say anything are the ones that are, I think, are in real danger of creating uh, an environment that's lacking psychological safety. But when we look at other leadership styles, just to throw some names out there, you know, transformational, transcendental, servant leadership, one that I, that I study, uh, those, are, those are really good from behind leadership styles that really put the person in focus rather than organizational goals or organization status quo. And it is those leadership styles that really engender voice, at the lower levels, the ones that engender psychological safety. It, when, when it comes to that leadership, leadership style is one factor. Um, I think a second factor is how change is managed or how, how change is presented within the organization. And true, change itself does create a lot of angst. No matter what industry you're in, I just want to put that in there, no matter what industry you're in, change creates a lot of angst, but if change is managed well, if change is broken down into its components and if communication is maintained during the change, change can be very successful. While many change initiatives do fail um, in in every industry, not just ours. What we see is the root of that a lot of times is lack of communication. So, not communicating to the front line what is changing, where are we at in the change, why is it changing, why is a big one, why has to be communicated. Um, When that's not communicated, when we're just starting to throw things out there, people become very resistant, very reticent, and again, want to maintain the status quo because that's what's comfortable. So if, if the change is managed and communicated well in everybody that needs to be involved, especially in the scope of the change, it's a large scope of the change. you got to get a lot of people involved and do a lot of frequent communication. If it's a small change, maybe not so much. But it's that idea that we can't do this in a silo. We have to be proactive in our communication. So going back full circle, we talked about organizations developing blind spots unwillingly. And it happens. It happens to the best of organizations. And Usually, you know, an internal evaluation program, self-evaluating, self-inspecting, or getting an outside individual uh, does really good to illuminate those blind spots. And and organizations that are embracing to uncovering failures and faults will look at those evaluations very positively and very thankfully um, so that they can readdress that blind spot and get on with operations. It's those organizations that know deep down they have a problem but are resistant to changing the status quo because they're resistant to conflict they're resist- resistant to that to that turbulence that will be present during some of the change um, that develop what we call willful blindness or these willful blind spots and Despite how many people in the organization that know about these blind spots, if leadership, again, is resistant to change, wants to maintain the status quo, um, a lot of times the leadership style is going to be so that the environment isn't there to help illuminate these blind spots or to show that the organization is willfully being blind. It's kind of, a, I guess, a disconcerting thing. I feel that if, if we address the leadership Um, It's not like you can go tell your leader, hey, you need to be a different type of leader. But if we can show, if we can give an example of that type of leadership, if we could say, look, these are our people working on the front line and we've identified this issue. And while it may take change, we can manage this change logically, effectively and efficiently so that we can increase safety in operations and prevent something bad from happening. You know, some people are just, you know, they're just unmovable, but we have to try. So we need to look at leadership. We need to look at how we manage change and how we communicate change in order to help organizations deal with these willful, willful blind spots. And I hope that in in your organizations, you don't necessarily have willful blindness things that you're just dealing with because it's the way things have always been done. And you know, it's a problem. And if you do, um, I challenge you, you know, be that voice. Uh, it's, it's not the easiest. You know, I've, I've worked with people that have tried to be the voice and, again, that psychological safety wasn't there. And so nothing was said and something did end up happening. Um, you know, without getting into depth, we had an accident at one of the organizations I worked at because nothing was said because nobody wanted to hear it and just wanted the front line to deal with it. We, we want to prevent that. We, we don't want that in our operations. So I would challenge you, you know, say, look, can we do this? Put put our own, and I know you're sitting here saying, well, it's easy for you to say, you know, you're doing this from behind the podcast, not the front line, but true, I've been there, but I'd like to challenge you, if there are willful blindness, illuminate that blindness, you know, do something about it, or have the organization do something about it, so that something bad doesn't happen. Um, good book, if you ever pick it up, it's Dr. Margaret Hefferman, it's called Willful Blindness. It does go deep into a lot of the psychological reasons why we or organizations willfully are blind to certain things. Yeah, encourage you to pick up and read it. That's all we have for this one. Thank you so much for joining. Um, as always, if there are ideas that you want to talk about, please send that on to me. We'd love to hear any questions that you may have. And um, until next time, guys, thanks for joining and be safe.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.